0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Emotional Mastery with Rochelle, the podcast where we talk about all things to help you heal mind, body, soul. That begins with the physical body, right? Healing the emotions, healing the mind. In this specific episode, I'm going to talk about manifestation and all of this work that goes along with it because this is kind of just what I'm swimming in right now. And a lot has been coming up today and it's always so helpful to Process through the lows and really create in the lows and make sense of that, right? And process and have the awareness and it really helps like pull things through. And sometimes we have just incredible people in our lives that kind of bring light and perspective on it and just pop up exactly when we need it. Because I think a lot of times, you know, when we're doing the shadow work specifically, it can feel very heavy. We can feel very stuck in it and it's all... The process, right? It's all about bringing awareness to it. And once you have awareness to it, you can shed light on it and bring it out. And, you know, Lacey Phillips talks about bringing your shadows to the light, right? Making it so that it doesn't have a hold on you anymore, right? So whether that's telling like a close friend or telling somebody that you respect that you wouldn't want to see you in that way. So just to kind of back up a little bit, I have been doing this manifestation work. I've been really diving diving into manifestation work. I was more focused on shadow work before, not necessarily the manifesting part of it. I just felt like, I don't know, it just didn't come up in my, whatever the word is I'm looking for, I'm completely at a loss, but it just didn't, it wasn't, not that it wasn't important, but I just wasn't doing the manifestation work before. I was really looking just to find myself. I think that's where I was at for so long was just getting to know myself, understanding myself, and being able to come back to myself, coming back to a space where I could trust myself, right? That's what that's what I've been doing is, is flexing that trust muscle, right? Learning like, hey, what do I like? What do I want? What do I need? What do I desire? Like, what does my daily life look like? Just getting really clear because when I was going through therapy... A lot of that time we were trying to be very specific in my goals and my wants and my needs and all those things. And I could never actually be specific. Like I would just kind of be like, well, I don't know, because I was so used to people telling me what I wanted, what I needed, what I desired, you know, like people were defining that for me. And because I was so codependent and so enmeshed in any relationship, I took that on as my own that when I then became this individual person, independent person, aside from all of that, it was really hard to, I didn't even know like who I was, what I wanted, what I desired, what I needed, my goals, my career goals, my personal goals. Like I didn't even know, you know, when we would set boundaries, I didn't even know what boundaries to set. Like I couldn't even understand that. So I think for me, a lot of this journey in the past four years has really been focused on just getting to know myself. And specifically in the last year, it's been very isolating. It's been very alone. It's been spending time by myself and not seeking outside opinions, advice, validation, anything like that. Cool. I get it because I'm a Leo moon and Leo rising. When someone gives me a compliment or some sort of validation from the outside, I like light up. And then when they don't give me or I feel invalidated, I do internalize that. But I am now know the process to get me through that. And it for me, it was a lot of isolation. And 2020, as all of us were isolated, was the perfect time to really look at that and face those shadows. So... I think in the past year, yeah, I've definitely been working towards getting to know myself, ask myself the questions. What do I want? And not listening to outside voices. What do I need, right? Not listening to outside voices. What are in To Be Magnetic, uh, Lacey Phillips talks about your authentic code. So what are the four core pillars that make me feel authentic and aligned to myself? And for me, that is safety. For me, that is freedom, which safety can be within freedom. But for me, they're two very different pillars and then it's health and spirituality. So those are my like core pillars. So anything, any decision that I'm moving towards or aligning with, I ask, is it giving me any of those, which has been really helpful in the past like month or so. But so I am finding out what I want for myself. I am being very specific in creating lists now. Like, what do I want for my career? Very specific. What do I want in my relationships? Very specific. What do I want just for myself? What do my, Spiritual goals, right? Like being very specific and new moon manifestations. I've been very um during the new moon and full moon, I've been writing intentions down and being very specific. And that was something that was really, really hard for me before. But now I'm really learning just to trust myself, like trusting that first reaction, that first voice that kind of comes up when I think about things. Meditations have been really helpful in that, especially guided meditations where there are questions asked. Like trust the first thing that comes up. These are really great practices to trust yourself little things. Like when I leave the house and there's like a ping to like, go get your computer. Right. Instead of being like, well, I don't need that. I'll just go and get it. Maybe I don't use it during the day. Maybe I do use it during the day. Like who knows, but I'm just trying to follow that and really trust myself because that is helping me trust myself, setting boundaries with myself. This was really hard to do before I am going to use the example of alcohol, but like I would wake up in the morning and be like, I'm not drinking today. And then by five o'clock or whatever time it was, I would find myself sitting with a glass of wine and I would feel so much shame for that. I would like guilt myself. I would beat myself up because I was like, ah, oh, you know, I said this or it was more so because like maybe I was with somebody else who was having one was like, oh, come on, have a glass, whatever. And I would just be like, okay. Right. So like now I'm like, no, if I say I'm not going to do something, regardless of what it is, whether it's alcohol, whether it's like, if I know I'm going to go to the gym or whether I know I'm going to make a smoothie in the morning, like say I'm going to, you know, have at least three of my superfood smoothies in the morning, which to be honest, or a pain in the ass to make because it's like 10,000 ingredients. And it's like, uh, you know, I need the tablespoon and the teaspoon and the half teaspoon. And it's really frustrating. It's not frustrating, but it's, it's tedious. Right. And so sometimes I don't want to do that. Right. But if I, now I'm like, if I set if I get up and I say, I'm going to have a smoothie, prep it. I, and I make it, I go through it and I make it because I know that's going to make me feel better. And when I'm able to set boundaries with myself, I'm able to set boundaries with others. So, all of this work in the past year has really taken me just to be able to understand like my needs, my wants, my desires, my core values, my core beliefs that I was so reliant on others for before, like I would bend and twist and contort myself to just like to align with everyone else instead of aligning with myself. So it's really constantly coming back to this higher self space. And I think now that I'm actually in the manifestation work, in the unblocking shadows and all that stuff, I've realized what my core shadows are. I've realized where I am holding myself in black. I realized where I am blocking myself. And so with that knowledge, it's kind of like, okay, cool. Now I see it. I have awareness of it. For one, I feel like I can't ignore the boundaries that I need to set. But I'm also at a space where I don't know how to set them yet, because these relationships, although I've stepped back and I have awareness of the codependency and enmeshment in these relationships, it's still really hard to go in there and set boundaries when it—I know it's going to be seen as uncaring. I know it's going to be seen as selfish. I know it's going to be seen as ungrateful. I know it's going to be seen seen as all those things because that's what I was always taught. And that could just be projection of my own my own insecurities, my own worth, right? Like, I. Still, when someone sets a boundary with me, I do have that like momentary trigger where I'm like, oh my gosh, like you don't want me to be in your life. Like you don't want to spend every second with me or I'm not like, you know what I mean? Like I'm not the top of your priority list. Like, no, I shouldn't be right. And when we create boundaries with people. We're setting the stage. We're we're setting the stage for a safe and healthy relationship, right? We're setting that container to be something where we can thrive and grow because we are not supposed to be one in a relationship, right? Like we are supposed to be doing our own different things, healing our own different ways, doing, going through our own growth process. And in that we can support and guide and be, and compliment each other in that, whether it's a romantic relationship, a parental relationship, a friendship, a child relationship, whatever that relationship is is so much safer and and safety is one of our core human needs, right? Safety. And that's something a lot of us don't have, or we take for granted that we do have. Right. So for me, that's why I said like one of my authentic codes, like one of those core pillars for me is safety is feeling safety. And now I know when I don't feel it, I know what that feels like in my body. And I step back like I said a lot of this for me is isolation it's a lot of stepping back and having awareness and growing within myself so that I can show up in my relationships and say the things that I want to say or don't want to say or you know now instead of reacting in the moment I still I still have triggers especially in specific relationships I still have triggers there but instead of reacting in the moment I cycle through this awareness pattern right whereas before when I would be in a trigger I would go blank. I wouldn't have a thought. I wouldn't be able to articulate. I couldn't do anything. And now, although I don't necessarily articulate in the moment, I have awareness and I'm cycling through that. So, you know, my, my little checklist or whatever you want to call it in my mind, it's like, okay, this is triggering me. What is this thing about me? Where is this reflecting something in me that needs to be healed? And what is that? Right? Like, and what boundary can I set right now that allows me to heal that and allows me to grow in that sense, in that space? And so, like I said, there are still certain relationships where I struggle with that because there's been years and years and years of lack of boundaries, right? And so when you have that and all of a sudden change, and it is scary too, right? Because it's like, okay, so if I set these boundaries now with these people, where does that leave me? Right. Like who am I within this space? Like who who is this new person then? And especially when it comes to, I think because I am doing more money abundance manifestation work right now that opens a whole other door that I, there's one memory, every single meditation and always through therapy, I always came back to this one memory and I'll tell you, I was gosh, maybe four or five, probably about five And my mom had gone, we were living in Canada. My mom had gone driving to New Jersey with her and a few friends. And before she left, she was, she said she would get us something from New Jersey, you know, as you do with your kids. Like when I went to Mexico, it was, oh, I'll get you something, I'll bring you something back. And of course, kids are kids, right? They're gonna be excited about it. And so she got in a car accident on the way to New Jersey. My dad had to drop me off in the middle of the night to a friend's house or one of their friends' house or my friend's house, whatever. So he dropped me off to go pick her up from the hospital and came back. And I remember I was walking in and my mom had, you know, casts on, bandages on. She was bruised, you know, she was laying on the couch. And in my child mind, I'm sure I was experiencing an extreme fear at seeing her like that. And I asked if she brought us anything in my five-year-old mind. I, you know, I couldn't tell you what was going through it, but kids are kids. Right. And The response I got was sort of like a, you know, look at your mom. How could you ask that? It was very shameful. I felt a lot of shame around that. And I don't blame my parents for that at all. My parents were stressed. You know, they were going through their own things. My mom was highly injured, but she still, and I remember she did get us something from the hospital. And so my dad like gave me the, whatever it was that she got us from the hospital. And I remember I went and sat up front and I cried on the porch. Cause I felt like shit <laughs> because I had asked for something, but I had enough awareness or enough maturity, I guess, to in whatever capacity, understand the situation. But as I was going through this unblocking work, as I was going through this meditation and I, like I said, I always come back to this memory when I'm doing, um, stuff like where, you know, anything that's like, where does this first, but I, so I always go back to this memory, but I never really fully understood what that was telling me. And so as I was doing this abundance unblocking and going back to this money mindset and where this originated from. So again, I went back to this memory and I finally, after years of like cycling through this memory and just like wondering what it was telling me in my mind, the way I internalized that was that I am not worthy of material things. Right. Because I felt so much shame in that moment for wanting that over. I felt selfish. I felt shame. I felt like, you know, how could you ask that? How could you want something? How can you want a material thing in this situation? So I have been like carrying that for all of these years and I didn't even realize it. I didn't even realize that that's what that was coming from. And so in this reprogramming, I was able to reprogram it in a way that instead of asking that at that time, I just sat on the couch. I hugged her. She gave me the teddy bear is what I envisioned it in my mind. I don't remember if that's what it was. I'm sure it was like from the you know hospital gift shop and just receiving love from my parents in that moment instead of receiving you know, the harsh words or whatever it was that I got in the moment. And again, like I said, this has not it's not a reflection of anybody in that situation. We're all doing the best that we can with what we have. And that was a very stressful situation for my parents, you know, like my dad having to drive to the hospital in the middle of the night, picking my mom up, probably not knowing. And then the experience that my mom went through of being in a car that, you know, were three other individuals who were bleeding and broken. And, you know, back then there was no cell phones. You just had to wait for a car to pass. And the, so there was a lot to it, right. That, that my adult brain can understand, but my child brain did not understand. And so I internalized that. So that was like a really powerful block to uncover. Like now that I feel like after all of these years of trying to understand what that memory meant to me and what the root of all of this was, like, I finally unblocked it. So in that it's, you know, now that I have that awareness, that's really powerful, but then we also have on the flip side, it's like, okay. So the reprogramming of that was really powerful too, because even like, as I was telling this story, I just was envisioning myself being loved in that situation because that's what I worked to unblock in the meditation. But so when we have these realizations, when we can follow these, and like I said, this was always sometimes when, especially in therapy or EMDR therapy is what I did for years and it's always like, trust the vision that comes up, trust the first thing that you see, but our ego is just like, why, right? Like I see something, but that doesn't make sense. So we all we're always trying to like categorize it and make it make sense when it, that's not the point, right? The point is just to trust it. And so I just, I, I would trust that this vision was telling me something. I would trust that this memory was telling me something, but after the fact, my mind would kind of go in and be like, oh, like, you know, that doesn't make sense, whatever. So yeah, really, beginning that process of trusting yourself, really beginning that process of unblocking and just like getting curious. Right. And then having supportive community. So I think, you know, a big part of healing is in isolation. And I had another episode on that, but a a big part of this process and healing that we're going through is isolation and loneliness. Cause I think that we do have to trust ourselves, come to get to know our higher self and come to the realization that I am the higher self, right? Like I can control the mind, body, and emotions. Like I have the power for that because I am the higher self, right? We are both the same person, but in this physical material human existence that we are in our body that our higher self is in, there are going to be certain struggles that and pains Pain is inevitable, suffering is optional. So there are all these things that we're going to be processing through and going through. But at the end of the day, we can come back to our higher self and we're all innately worthy, right? Like I think along with the that lack mindset, I've moved out of this. But when I first was in this, and I first, you know, especially human design community, the health coach, gut health, all this stuff. It almost did feel like there wasn't enough space for us all. Right. But now I know better. Like there is space for all of us. Right. We all have our unique niche in it. We all have our unique place in it. Like I, you know, my niche is human design and gut health, right? Like in combining the two, that's where that's my niche. But I even had a trigger today where a very dear friend of mine has been struggling with health issues for a while and my friends know what i do right and so i was just talking to her today and she said she found you know after all of this all of this time of trying to figure out what the root of her problem was what the source of her health issues were she found a specialist that told her it was gut health and so then she found somebody who had a 12 week gut health program and so now she's going through that program and of course that was super triggering for me i literally found myself online Googling gut health certifications. I already have a gut health certification, right? Like my undefined will, my undefined ego was so in low worth in that moment that I was like, I need to get additional certifications. Like, what's going to make me stand out? Or what's going to make, you know, what's going to give me the credentials? What's going to give me all the whatever? Like, literally, my imposter syndrome flared up so badly in that moment that I was just like, I need to have that, you know, more behind me than I have right now. I don't need it. Right. Like my process is so different. My process in gut health is I guide you to supporting your gut health. And in that process, we go through all the other blocks as well. Right. you we look at your relationships because it, it's like, you know, the example of you sit, when you sit on a tack, right, you get up, you don't put a bandaid over the tack, you find the tack and you take it out. Right. So All of these issues come down to something deeper. Maybe, you know, it's in looking at why are you not taking care of your health? Where is that resistance coming from? Is there some trauma you haven't, you haven't processed from childhood? Are you unhappy in your career? Where is the stress coming from? Where can you reduce stress? Right? So it's looking at this in a holistic viewpoint while also supporting your physical health because it's so important, it's all going together. So I had this complete flare up of imposter syndrome and then I lost a client. And so I was just kind of like spiraling in this, oh my gosh. And so that's kind of where I've been today, which is why I wanted to come on here and talk about it because it is real, no matter where you are in your journey it is real. Like I have dealt with imposter syndrome before there's episodes in here. There's also, I spoke at a recalibrate and rise summit on imposter syndrome. And specifically as it relates to human design, like where you can find that in your human design. And because I have dealt with that so, so much. And it comes from this codependency and enmeshed and lack of boundary space that I found myself in for so long. Because when you don't have those, you don't have the, the the self-worth, you don't have the confidence, right? And so then every time you feel like an imposter, right? I just like I said, I still deal with that, but I know my worth and I know that what I have others need and they want to hear, and all those things that we tell ourselves. And I really just wanted to come on today to talk about that and just to urge you to get curious. If you don't journal, I love journaling. I always talk about journaling, meditation, journaling, do yoga. All of these things are really, really incredible and supportive in your journey and understanding the root of the issue. And that's why I think, you know, I have been following Abraham Hicks' Law of Attraction and I also do Lacey Phillips' Tubed Magnetic work. And they really coincide. They really work really well together. And for a while, I was kind of almost confused on the disconnect or where they can flow together. Because I think Abraham Hicks, when you get to that level of work, the lower level, not lower, I don't want to say lower, but coming from a lower vibration, right? You have to be at a certain space to really understand and integrate Abraham Hicks teachings. I think they're very powerful and I think they are like spot on, like a law of attraction, but we do have to process. And and Abraham even talks about that, right? Like we have to process through the stuff and it's not to say, don't feel your emotions, but it's like, where can you redirect your thoughts to bring them up to a higher vibration? Right. And that's where Lacey Phillips work is amazing because she comes in. And she works through the root of the problem, right? She works through the shadows and she works to reprogram those. She works on a psychological scientific level to be able to reprogram your brain. Like I was even exam- the example before about that memory. Like now that I've reprogrammed that, I'm probably gonna have to cycle through it a couple more times. But in reprogramming that, I can come to this other space and understand, like completely rewire my brain. And that's that's what a lot of this is, right? It's, it's rewiring, reworking your programming because our brain, a lot of what we, how we react to things, we react on instinct, how we're used to reacting in the past. And so it takes a lot of like intentional work to reprogram and rewire that. And it's possible, right? It is possible. And sometimes in situations where the universe is taking things for us, not from us, but for us. So sometimes when the universe is taking things for us, It can feel very overwhelming. It can feel very scary, but just having that trust and having that faith and knowing that it's opening us up for a reason. And especially I think when we are doing this work and those things can happen, it can shift our perspective, but it can also feel really scary at the same time still. So I will leave you with that. I will leave you with a few points to journal on. If you are still working through codependency and enmeshment and lack of boundaries journal get curious about it ask the questions where's it coming from what do you need what do you want find what your values are what what your morals are and work through a meditation right like work through it and and slowly begin to integrate and work through that in your life and watch that start to manifest and be able to push through that. So that is the episode today. I thank you so much for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe, share with a friend, anyone that you think would find this of value connect over on Instagram at Rochelle.Christian. There is also a free seven, free jumpstart your gut health seven day challenge that I have going on right now. It is literally just seven days, tips, tricks, tools to jumpstart your gut health, right? To slowly implement each day just to get it running and flowing. And so that you can really tap into your intuition and your body and know what you're feeling. um, So you know how to nourish yourself. So thank you so much. I will talk to you next time.